You want to learn something? Okay, give up. Just quit because in this life, you can't win. Yeah, you can try, but in the end, you're just going to lose big time because the world is run by the man. The man? Oh, you don't know the man? He's everywhere. In the White House? Down the hall? Miss Mullins? She's the man. And the man ruined the ozone. He's burning down the Amazon and he kidnapped Shamu and put her in a chlorine tank. And there used to be a way to stick it to the man. And it was called rock and roll. But guess what? Oh no, the man ruined that too with a little thing called MTV. So don't waste your time trying to make anything cool or pure or awesome because the man is just going to call you a fat, washed up loser and crush your soul. So do yourselves a favor and just give up. And, that, and start a podcast. And and start a podcast. Is that that's what we're that's what we're doing? Giving that's up. That's what and we're doing. We're Great. both fat, washed-up losers who have body odor. <laughs> oh well, I mean, I haven't taken a shower today. It is early though, so it's too early. It's too early. It is too early. Uh, Should we introduce the show? Yeah, let's introduce the show. I'm Olivia Clement. I'm Isaac Sims, and this is Flyover Film Country, a podcast about movies set in places oft forgotten by Hollywood. Today we are continuing our Flyover Essentials series, where we each pick a film that we believe to highlight the Flyover Country experience. For today's episode, we will discuss Richard Linklater's School of Rock, sublime piece of art, piece of yeah, piece of art, art piece. It's an art piece of it's art. It's not a piece of work either, because that's not the right no it's too early uh, I, but it stars jack black for everyone who didn't recognize the uh, opening monologue this this is one of those movies like napoleon dynamite where i feel like pretty much everyone our age has seen it we're really we're really swinging for the uh swinging for the outfields with our last couple uh essential viewing picks which i'm okay hey, with yeah no these are great Crowd pleasers. I think that, i'm not against yeah. them you know it's it this is these are the movies that um if they were songs, it's the song that everyone knows and it's going to sing along with it, you know, at a yep. concert. Yep. So Because you're not hardcore unless, unless you, you live, live hardcore. hardcore. Which And the legend of, of the songs. rent was way hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> I love this movie so much. It's a good it's one. It's so good. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it in the context of like Jack Black and Linklater. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, this is just I just I forgot Miranda Cosgrove is in it and she's mm-hmm. like ten years old. So she's a little is, kid. Is Miranda Cosgrove our age? She's she, I think so, actually. I okay. think she's pretty close in age with us. Would if not be she isn't our age. Yeah, she was she was born in ninety three, so she's a year older than well, a year older than me. Okay. Two years older than you. Yeah, makes so, sense. So yeah, but uh I'll go ahead and do the ad reads before we get started. Uh, so this episode is brought to you by Ready Set Podcast, which has prices to fit any budget, options for both hobbyists and professional podcasters. We are hobbyists, in case you were unaware. They make it extremely easy to create your own podcast. They can help you record, edit, and publish. If you have a podcast idea, they will give you a free consultation if you reach out to them on their social media or their website at www.readysetpodcast.xyz. Ready, set, podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. So let's hit some fast facts here. We gathered these um, and and then we'll get into the movie and, you know, our personal connections with it and yeah. go from there. How does that sound? Sounds, sounds great to me. Cool. 
So this movie was released um, October 3rd, 2003 on a budget of $35 million. Um, Which opening, I imagine most of that, most of that budget yep. was for songs. Yep. And probably Jack Black's salary. Because it's chock full of really good, really, really good classic rock. And yeah, which, it makes the movie similar to Days and Confused. That's, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, if, if you don't remember or didn't listen to our Days and Confused episode, Linklater who directed Days Infused, directed School of Rock. And so it kind of has that feel of like just really good music in this music in this movie, just like in Days Confused. And I was, yeah, I was gonna bring that up. I'm pretty sure it all went to like Days and Confused. I think the budget mostly went to music. Totally worth it. Um, totally worth it. So opening weekend grossed just under 20 million, which is not great, but uh, in the U.S., so worldwide total is 131 million. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. that was gotcha. worldwide total. 81 million uh, in the U.S. So it ended up being a hit, or I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it grossed more I mean, than a hundred million worldwide. So yeah, more than I mean, three times what it, it what the budget was. So I think that's see. pretty good. Well, and and I think I think a couple of the things that make this movie so indelible is that. It's very, it's very clean other than the discussion about groupies and, um, <laughs> and that kind of thing. But you know, you're like scattered conversations. Um, there's like no language in this movie, which is great. There's in a little there's bit, a little bit, but it's not really bad. It's like, I think hell is used. Uh-huh. I think ass is used, but other than that, it's really not that bad. Yeah. Um, and half the time I think it's the kids saying, Oh, mm-hmm. damn is used. I think it's the kids saying it half the time. But we're not in like a stand by me situation where the kids are like dropping, dropping the F bomb and like right. using other really colorful language. Uh, right. Which, so it's clean and it's really funny. It's really sweet. Um, and so I could see how this movie, we were in third grade when this movie came out. You didn't see this in theaters, did you? I don't think so. I, I think I it definitely was didn't. Yeah. not a movie I saw in theaters, although I think that it would have been really fun. I think the first time I watched it was at home because I remember at the end credits when he's like singing and he's talking about, you know, the guy sweeping up the popcorn or whatever and uh, you got to get out so the people for the next show can come in. And I remember thinking, oh, they made that specifically for the, the, the theatrical release. He's got to come in and clean the sticky stuff off the floor. Which yeah. is like the most relatable movie theater uh, experience ever. You're like, I can't, I need to get out of here. Right. Um. So, and then speaking about the classic rock in this movie, Led Zeppelin rarely allows their music to be used commercially. So Linklater and Jack Black made a video in front of a thousand people begging the band to allow Immigrant Song to be used in the movie. And it worked because mm-hmm. they sent it to Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, and John Paul Jones. And they said yes, which I think is awesome. And I want which is you, cool. And you know what? I You know, every time, every single time I think about the Immigrant Song, I think about... The girl with the dragon tattoo, um, the the Fincher version mm-hmm. that has the it, it's it's basically like the opening credits for the movie, and there's this really amazing animation. That. And that version of Immigrant Song is my absolute favorite. It's like really, really kind of haunting and creepy. Uh, yeah, because like Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross do it, uh, or they they worked on the whole score for the movie, but they covered that and it's really, really good. Okay. That duo is 
so good at yep. scores. They're so good. You know, you know where they're from? What band, famous band they're from? Uh, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I knew that. Um, they, I read... they did a uh, soul. Yes, and and they did, they did another s- Oscar winner. Yeah, I was gonna say. They oh, did it was um, Oscar nominee. Um, it was Mank. That's what which it was. are like completely different. It's they're they're very very, very good. Yeah. They also did the score and the theme, the main theme for Stranger Things. Really? Yeah. Did not know that. Okay. Anyway, and you anyway. get whenever whenever Jack Black is singing it in the car, the car with the kids on the way back from the audition. Uh. And he's just like making the really intense face. I just, it kills me every time. (laughs) It's so good. I, okay. I was thinking about this last night or yesterday afternoon when I was watching it about how this movie just looked like Jack Black had a blast and the kids just had, had such a good time filming this because Because, the sweet, yeah, the sweetest parts of the movie are when he's just doing crazy stuff and the kids are just like cracking up. Like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe we're like in a movie with Jack Black. I yes. told I was watching this with my 16 year old brother. I was like, "Can you imagine if uh, someone like one of your teachers came to you and said uh, Jack Black wants to see if you would be in a movie with him because you play piano or whatever?" And he was like, "It would be yes. so fun. <laughs> that would be amazing." Um, I just I just feel like it would be because because he's so goofy and so much fun in in anything he's ever been in, and, and I think that he. I just feel like he genuinely enjoys working with kids because you've seen, I mean, we've all seen movies where, you know, kind of a comedic actor or like a comedian or kind of a big name is in a movie with kids and it looks like it's a little forced because they don't know how to act around kids or or like be themselves around kids. But Jack Black is just, and part of that I imagine is probably because he is just an adult version of a child. And so he, he just had, I think they just had really good chemistry and, he was able to just be his goofy self with all these kids. So anyway, back to the fast fact. And that's the other thing you could, you could say like uh, you could look at his, just his filmography. He's mm-hmm. done so many kids movies like yeah. uh, Kung Fu Panda and Gulliver's Travels and even like the um, Goosebumps movie that came out a couple. Yeah. He was in, he was in Goosebumps and then he's in uh, yes. the house with the clock in its walls, which are like mm-hmm. kind of those rare kid oriented action movies right so so you can tell he he really does like he wants to make things for kids and he cares about about kids so and you know what i'm pretty sure these kids touched him and that uh he touched them so (laughs) oh my god i was waiting for you to get the get the joke and they're like what i i'm sorry i was no it's okay i was looking up seeing where the because we're gonna talk about the cast at some point and i wanted to like double check to see where some of these these kids are at now mm-hmm. um so i was looking up that and then i re- registered that you said that that joke did not land with me as a child <laughs> which oh, is probably oh. a really good thing yeah probably a good thing that i didn't land with and that's one of the more the more racy i don't know what do you think would be like the appropriate age to to watch this movie yeah like um, 11 or 12 yeah, I think I, I feel was... like at ten you've probably had that conversation with your parents about Stranger Danger and that kind of thing. Yes. No, I did. I definitely did at that point. But I don't I didn't think of like, you know, oh, what touching meant. Right, right, right. Or or being the idea of being an a parent and hearing some strange man who you just found out was not who he said he was saying, 
um, your kids have touched me and I'm pretty sure I've touched them. Like, I don't think I understood what that meant at nine or 10 years old, yeah. even though I had that conversation of like, don't talk. To-. Like, it, was, it wasn't that my parents were like, hey, this is what happens if you talk to just randos on right. the street. Um, but it was like, you know, stranger danger is real. Do not like if someone says they know me, but you don't know who they are. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, so we had that conversation. It just like, it wasn't until I got older, like the, the weight and the reality of what that conversation actually meant hit me. It hit me at a later time. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes no sense. So. And like looking back, it's like, I think you can still watch this at a pretty young age and like that wouldn't bother or, or it either goes over kids heads or if you do understand it it's like not so heavy-handed that it's like out of like it's not distasteful it's just kind of right. like you can it, because of the way he delivers that line you can tell mm-hmm. it's jack black and like he's a dumb he's a dumb like rocker who never like speaks professionally to parents and totally mm-hmm. messed up his his words so yes anyway. yeah no and and like I remember watching this as a kid and thinking, why are they freaking out? Because like, obviously he meant it as we, we have grown close, you know, they, they've impacted my life. Touched my like, heart. <laughs> they've touched my heart. Like it was, it, we've had a touching relationship, which even the more I say it, the more I'm like this taken out of context is going to sound terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's just like one of those things where, you know, if, if you don't have kids, sometimes you just don't think about the way you like phrase things or say things. And then, or if you're just not around kids and he clearly was never around any children. And so saying that around a bunch of very uptight parents who are, who are very concerned about their kids. It, yeah, of course they're going to freak out. Mm -hmm. And then he, he realizes, Oh crap, that was the wrong thing to say. Yeah. Um, Speaking of uh, the kids, one of the things I really love about the movie, this movie is that you can tell, um, that the kids were playing the instruments and that they mm-hmm. captured all of that live. Um, and he only agreed to do this movie if the kids played their own instruments, which I guess included like a scouting casting process where, you know, yeah. the kids, kids had to play those instruments to a certain level of skill. Um, but it's one of yeah. the most, it's one of the most, like the movie doesn't really work without that. If you could tell that it was kind of fake or or like dubbed over, it just wouldn't have been as good. Yeah, I think, uh, excuse me, I think that that makes it more fun that, that all these kids could actually play their instruments and and you can tell that they, they had a good time doing that. Because I agree, it would have been, no, magical is not the word I want to use. It would have been... Like this movie is just genuine. It's yeah, genuine because it, it's yes. Linklater and he puts he puts so much thought into the songs and the and the movie ends up not being about rock and roll as much as like about passing on something you really care about to other people and like sometimes that outlet mm-hmm. isn't what you think it is for he for him it, he thinks it's being on stage but then it, the whole twist for Dewey is that it ends up being to this group of kids and that's why it's so mm-hmm. sweet because he's like he just stumbles into those that situation and then he ends up really loving these kids and they really look up to him and and music is the center but it's not really rock and roll it kind of is so yeah i mean you yes i agree with you it it starts out being that way like it it becomes dewey is trying to he's trying to kind of get back at these guys who kicked him out of the band that he was in 
and he he wants to do that however possibly however he can and while also you know trying to make sure he stays in his apartment before he gets kicked out and then I think initially it was like well I'm gonna I'm gonna show these kids and they're gonna like love everything I do because who doesn't want to hang out with someone who's a rock star but then he realizes uh, it's, it's less about what we do or what I do and more about like how can you know, I help these kids move on and I think it's it's you're right like it's about passing on this thing to the next generation mm-hmm. so um oh hi Hurley hey Hurley he just came in it's it's storming or it was storming here and he hates hates it and he oh, always yeah. comes into my room whenever it storms so here he is nice nice I think it's supposed oh. to storm later today actually but that's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. Um, so do you want to, I know that you put together most of the fast facts. So do you want to kind of hit some of these as well? Yeah. So an, another fast fact was that Robert, how would you say his last Pro- name? Probably Cy. Cy? Yeah. Um, he is the kid that plays Lawrence, the the piano player in the band. Uh, he He went to... Linklater and was like, Hey, I don't know if I should be in this movie. And basically tried to talk him out of that, of casting him in that role of Lawrence. And Linklater was like, Hey man, you're actually perfect for this character because like you, he's also insecure about, about himself. And you see that in the movie. And I think it's kind of sweet that, that there's that moment in the movie too, Mm -hmm. where Lawrence goes up to Dewey and is like, I don't, I don't think that I I should be in the band because I'm not cool. And Dewey has a really sweet moment of like, hey, you're you're in the band, like you can play, and that's all that matters. And that makes you cool because you can't. Um, and Jack Black has a or Dewey's character has a has a couple of those moments in the movie too. These really sweet moments where he's encouraging these kids and talking about their insecurities and it's like, like with Tamika as well. Right yeah. The audition. Which I I loved that scene as a kid. I remember really appreciating that scene. Um, because I was always like a bigger kid and I was always so much taller than everyone else. So I was insecure about, about that as well. And he was just like, Hey, you know what? It's okay. All these other people also look like that. Like he he mentioned Aretha Franklin, who genuinely is one of the greatest singers of all time. Right. Like, I mean, no one can argue against that. And, um, it's like, you know, people want to, people don't care about her size. They just care about her, uh, when she sings and that, and that's all that matters. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I appreciate that there were those moments throughout the movie that it was, I mean, most comedies I think have some sincere moments, but this one has some really genuine moments. And I think that as a kid watching this, it it was good to see that. And then as an adult watching this, I think I, I really thought about how important it is to encourage kids and to like help mm-hmm. them with that. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah. Yeah. And 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 that's what that's what's so great about Linklater's movies that we've talked about over and over, or not over and over. This is the second time because this is the second Linklater movie that we've covered. But every every part of his movie he puts sincerity into and sincere thought because you get to the point where he's going out with Principal Mullins and he knew ahead mm-hmm. of time like she has a she has like a fun side she's not all uptight because like in the sure. teacher's lounge they said that she does a stevie nicks impersonation she's pretty good and he's like i just gotta like get some just loosen her up and so and his whole motivation isn't good because he's 
still trying. He's still going behind everyone's back at that point and posing as Mr. Schneebly. And he, but like that scene in the bar is like her letting down her guard. And Joan yeah. Cusack is like so, she's so funny in this movie. I, she, I love her. She's so funny in this movie. I, genuine. I and like she gets yes. to that point where she's like, people think I'm a and like she mouths yeah. it because she she mouths it because she, she can't bring herself to say it right because she doesn't want to be known as that and he's like nah you're cool and he like kind of like does that funny jack black thing where he like looks away like yeah he makes <laughs> he okay so he's so good about like facial expressions oh yeah i i, I think that the, that's the very eyebrow thing the eyebrow the, thing i can't even do it in the window i can't do it either um, I, I think that it's understated how how impressive his facial expressions are because that's just not something that most people I think would even consider when talking about just comedy. Yep. But he's so good at it, and I think it really it makes it that much funnier. Yeah. Because like so. it, like physically, like physical humor is a big yes. thing that we we are both big fans of, and right, he, he just like he always has it in him no matter what yes that's why he and like he's a good a good dramatic actor for that sake too like in the holiday and um king kong like he's he pulls that stuff off like because Mm -hmm. he he, i don't know he just has it in yeah big big love for jack black on this we love jack black we haven't really talked about him this is the first movie that we've covered with a minute i think a minute yeah we talked about him a little bit in napoleon dynamite oh yeah but that was just a tease for this for this episode Yes. Actually, it's pronounced Schneebley. Schneebley. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you something, Joe. Gabe. Gabe. <laughs> Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> those who can't do teach, and those who can't teach teach Jim. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> they. Oh man. Which is funny because I just imagine that's exactly how conversations with teachers go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. They just talk about how they can't do anything else. Yep. <laughs> yep. I know from experience. My wife being yeah. a teacher. So um We we love teachers. Yes. So Link later taught Miranda Cosgrove the smirk on her face when she confronts Dewey about so, being told that she was a groupie, right? Yeah. And this was yeah. because I didn't grow up watching primetime television, this was before iCarly. Yeah. How so old was she when she started iCarly? That was in 2007. So um, that was like four years later. After this, yes, because she's really good in this movie, and she she was only ten. Yeah, I believe it. Let's see. I think that this was this was her first film. This was her second acting credit. Mm-hmm. Her first acting credit was um, in the TV series Smallville oh. in 2001. And then she had, you know, kind of couple voice acting or just random shows between this movie. And then in 2005, she was in the Yours, Mine, and Ours remake with uh, Dennis Quaid and played the mom, Renee Russo. Nice. And then she was in Drake and Josh, which came out. Oh, well, that came out in 04. So a year later, she was in Drake and Josh. And then she finally got her own show as... The main character in iCarly. What was the plot of iCarly? So iCarly. Or like, I guess, episode to episode. She lived with her older brother 
they lived in I think Seattle and she basically had a like a YouTube channel that she hosted with her best friend Sam and her uh, neighbor who was also one of their friends his name's Freddie mm-hmm. he like basically filmed and produced it and so it was basically just kind of YouTube just them before. doing stuff yeah yeah it was just them doing stuff and her yeah and she was it was a really popular web series or whatever so so sometimes people would recognize her and they had like different guests like i'm pretty sure one direction was on there at one point oh really yeah jack black showed up i don't know if he showed up as himself or because i I saw something where they they it said that they had acted together again uh in iCarly and so i can't remember if that was him playing himself or if he was playing a character but then so yeah so i mean iCarly was pretty popular and they had some pretty big guest uh character actors on the show so nice. okay yeah cool yeah so and then i carly brought, explained to sheltered isaac yeah and they brought i carly back they it's not a it's not a reboot per se like a reunion they, like friends no it's not like friends though it's it's they they've just kind of like brought it back and it's them as adults i think huh. the I, yeah so i did see a headline where it's like one of the one of the actors is like there will be quote unquote sexual situations and i was like yeah that's so, so weird i watched a, a trailer for it and and they they cussed in the the trailer which was oh, a big yeah. deal because obviously they didn't do that on nick um but it's on paramount plus now and so people are kind of excited i think people were excited about it. i don't I haven't watched it so i don't know i think it's been renewed for another season but the actor who plays her friend sam Jeanette McCurdy, she's not in it because she had a really like tough time as a child actor, which is the first time. And actually one of the actors from School Rock had a really hard time being a child actor. And we'll talk about that later. But anyway, so so like the whole cast isn't coming back, but pretty much everyone else is coming back. So um anyway, that's what Marina Crossgrove is up to these days. Cool. Cool. Um, yep. She again, it's like it's one of those things if you didn't have her in the movie, like the uptight wanting or like mm-hmm. ambitious achieving overachieving student, which exists in every school that yes. just wouldn't work as well. So yes. um, she was so fun. She's so good. I, I really do. Gina yeah. Really she's good. Yeah. She's good. So uh, the next fast fact. So it, this, this was turned into a TV series that was on air from 2016 to 2018. It was actually nominated for two Emmys and Linklater was an executive producer for it. Did you, did you watch it? No, I didn't know about it until I, I think I I heard about it when it first came out and then I didn't hear anything about it until it was canceled and which I kind of hate because I love school rock, but I also didn't watch it. So I didn't help help it in any, any capacity. Yeah so be part of the solution olivia yeah sorry it was also adapted as a broadway musical written by andrew lloyd weber who wrote cats joseph and the amazing technicolor dreamcoat jesus christ superstar and the panel of the opera andrew lloyd weber is kind of a big deal in the broadway industry i don't know how to put this but i'm kind of a big deal (laughs) i'm kind of a big deal in the broadway community so I, which means nothing to anyone in flyover country. Yeah, exactly. Well, in flyover country, I watched Phantom of the Opera like 15 times growing up because musicals were the only thing that were allowed in our house. So that feels weird to me because musicals are often usually the most 
uh kind of racy yeah exactly or risque do you because remember, do you were you uh on orientation when uh josh uh i don't i'll, I'll tell you <clears throat> which josh but you'll probably know he he like got up in front of all these students and he was leading a activity he goes okay guys let's get racy <laughs> and everyone just kind of yes. looked around yes were you at that session josh w yes <laughs> yes 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 i was i there i if not you heard about it because like we, i definitely we ran in circles it. with him i feel like i i think i was there because it was it was a sore session wasn't it yes yeah he yeah. goes let's get racist let's get no he goes let's go let's get racy let's get racy yeah. what was he was trying to say he let's get i don't even know i think he was just saying like let's let's get it together let's focus uh let's get or let's get going like let's get racy and like it's like not the same thing anyway you just reminded me of that blast from the past oh man that's hilarious but um oh man yeah no oh, it, it was like i saw pride and prejudice newsies phantom of the opera the most growing up probably those three were the ones that were on rotation the okay. most so so you didn't see rent with adam pascal who's also in this movie no yeah i, I imagine you probably didn't yep that one Have was you ever not actually seen rent? no i don't think you would like it because it, it's a musical and they sing the whole time and yeah, that's fair it's which is okay it's okay if, you, if people don't like musicals Have we, uh, i told you about in the heights right i liked in the I heights but i just even like that hip-hop uh aspect of in the heights i'm mm-hmm. like i'm just kind of i just it's just not for me you know like hey, i appreciate it and i respect it but i just will never i don't if i find a musical that i genuinely love we're like that's that's the genre mm-hmm. i'll let you know but it just hasn't okay. happened yet so that is great and i again no shame if you don't like him yep but i think link later uh is doing a musical like that's the one he's working on right now called merrily we roll along and uh who's in that oh what's his well, it's like i had to look it up ben platt beanie feldstein and blake jenner yes yes and i love beanie so i'll I go see it beanie i'm kind of like I, I haven't seen ben platt in much but i'm just kind of like eh, on him like what i have seen him in so anyway we'll see i have seen him in pitch perfect i forgot he was in pitch perfect <laughs> he's pitch perfect yeah and now i'm trying to think what else have i seen him in honestly that might be it uh he's so i'm gonna watch he's gonna be in a musical adaptation or a movie adaptation of a musical called dear evan hansen mm-hmm. which people are really mad about him being cast because he's like but he looks like he's 14 he looks like a teenager he looks like a child he's like 32 though right i don't know how old he is yeah i think actually, he's in his 30s but he's in his like late 20s early 30s but here's the deal why are we just now drawing the line on this also, he originated that role on the on Broadway, so I'm fine with him doing it. Oh, it's he did. Give a deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I so, didn't know like, that. yeah, he originated that role, so I mean, I'm fine with him. It'd be different if they they made this movie, you know, in 20 years. Like, like people want um, Christian Chenoweth and Adina Menzel to to star in the movie adaptation of Wicked, mm-hmm. but it's like they're they're too old, and yep. that's okay because that. That musical came out years ago, and and when the movie finally comes out, it'll be year so many years later. Yeah. So this is Wicked was another one that was on repeat. The soundtrack. Um, That's so good. I think that my like Wicked was the Hamilton equivalent 
growing up. Okay. Because like everyone I, I knew went fair. to Memphis to see Wicked, and I was like, "Yo, see ya." So, and it's it was less of the thing like you know, um, familiarity breeds contempt. That honestly, yeah. that honestly probably was the reason that I ended up just just not loving musicals. So that's okay. Anywho. I think that that's fair. Um. So at so all these other adaptations, anything Link later touched touches turn to gold um so i wanted to talk just a second about where link later was at this point so yeah big big milestones slacker 1990 gets him the uh, attention from i forget which distributor but he got days and confused financed um right after days and confused in two years later he did before sunrise um and then before sunset came out nine years later in between and school of rock was kind of what came out right before before sunset so do you know about which feels so different i do know about them and i think we you've talked to me about them but i've seen them a lot from like different like film accounts that i follow on social media so i haven't actually watched them but they feel so i didn't realize link later directed them until i think we did the dazed and confused episode Mm-hmm. And that feels those full films. Let me slow down. Those, those films, flim flams. Those flim flam films. Uh, the before or yeah, is that what they're called? The before trilogies. Yeah, the before trilogy. Trilogy. I, it's one trilogy, three movies. Um, those feel so very different than Dazed and Confused and mm-hmm. School of Rock, which are I think the only Link Later films I've seen. And so it, it's kind of crazy to me that he directed them, but. Let's talk about the range. It is it is range, and it, it you would be interested. You would be able to see the the cloth, the the Linklater cloth, if you watched before, mm-hmm. especially before sunrise, because it before sunrise feels like like I guess I guess this is how I'll explain it. Or this is how I think about it. If you took days before sunrise, <laughs> is what could what could happen between two characters in Dazed and Confused if they just went off on their own and just had mm-hmm. a conversation all night. Does that make sense? Okay. Like, yeah. like it, it's the same kind of genuine, like, I'm talking about this. And obviously, they're all romance uh, set. Like, it's just between the two of them. And mm-hmm. Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke are just really good. And they have that caliber to be able to carry the whole movie on their shoulders. And then obviously Link, Link later mixes in the amazing set uh, set locations and that kind of thing, just walking around the city, the cities that they're in all night. Um, mm-hmm. But you'd, you'd be able to tell like, oh, it's like the same thing, but he's just kind of, he's thinking more about love, honestly. Um, yeah. And how people fight and talk and compromise and it's just it's really really good they're good movies they're i don't know if i'll watch them again anytime soon just because they're kind of they're kind of emotionally devastating if you're in a relationship or especially married <laughs> like before sunset uh so i should i should definitely watch them as a definitely watch person. them yes okay cool. yes um before right. midnight made my wife and i both cry like crazy we were just like Oh, like so. Oh no. Yeah, but then we're it ends. It has a happy ending, so we're like, okay, we're all good. But um, but yeah. So and then you have a little bit of that, like they did School of Rock, like Jack Black, Mike White, um, and then he or no, 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 sorry, he did Days and Confused, 
And then he managed to do Before Sunrise like really soon after that. And then Suburbia too, which I haven't seen. But he has this, you could tell he, Linklater had figured out pretty early Hollywood and like, okay, I kind of want to do this. And so I'll flex the budget to make it happen. And then School of Rock was like his big, like really star-driven, his first star-driven uh, movie with Jack Black. And then, yes. Yeah. Because, well, and they did Even Bad News Hawk Bears. Pretty... Well, he was he was really young in '95 when they did Before Sunrise, so it wasn't like people knew him from. Um, I'm trying to get the timeline straight in my head, but I'm pretty sure I just I, yeah I want to see what he had been in before before that. But like he had been in as a child actor, he was in Dead Poets Society, which was really popular. Oh, I forgot he was in Dead Poets Society. Everyone was in Dead Poets. Dead Poet yeah. Society. Yeah. And then, geez Louise, where? So that was his first role. I can't believe Dead Poet Society was 89. I thought it was like 90s. I thought it was a little bit later than that. But yeah. that was six years later. So it wasn't like, you know, people knew about Before Sunrise whenever it came out, but like, and knew about him, but he wasn't, he wasn't in Training Day yet or like any of those like yeah. huge, huge blockbusters. So um, anyway, I just think, I think his career, Linklater's career is really interesting because you can tell he loves music. Mm-hmm. He loves, he's sentimental. He has like that theme about growing up all the time and about love clearly with the Before trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um he loves music <laughs> and it's kind of just a part of everything he does. So, yeah, which I, I appreciate. I, I know you appreciate just because of who you are as a person, but also because our conversations regarding Linklater and his themes in the movie. And I think that makes these movies like his movies so great is that they are just genuine and you can tell that he really loves the things that he's doing and talking about in his films. Yeah. Yeah, and the, and you wouldn't expect that from School of Rock because it does feel like an actual studio movie. But in a, I don't know, I I think he probably doesn't get as much credit as he deserves for doing things on his own terms, um, and with his own yeah. flair. So yeah, I agree. Um, because I think yeah, I think School like most people when they think of School of Rock, it's just oh, it's this funny movie, but it's actually got a lot of heart to it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So which we've touched on. Um, but yeah, so what are, what are your favorite moments in this movie? Oh man, I think I think the one of my favorite moments is when he is in front of the kids and he's like, "Okay, uh, so it's time for us to get all like good and and pissed off or whatever." And so right now I'm the man, and he has all the kids or some of the kids like tell him off. And then he's like, he, he transitions away from that into something else. And Billy raises his hand and goes, um, oh, he asked him what makes him mad. And Billy raises his hand and goes, you. And he goes, okay, Billy, we've we've already told me off. We get it. We're moving on. And he goes, you're tacky and I hate you. And he goes, okay, you see me after class this <laughs> yeah. And then for the rest of the movie, you have that little <laughs> bit of a thread of him just like, telling off uh dewey (laughs) yes like what is your problem with me (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny i the character of billy is just really really funny um it's glam and it's fabulous (laughs) it's glam it's fab it it oh man billy's so funny and then there's another um scene where oh that same scene where he's just like well, they can just wear their school uniforms. And Dewey's like, that's not a bad idea. And Dewey's like paying attention to whatever Zach is doing because he can hear Zach playing guitar in the background. And he's like, Billy goes, 
what i was kidding it was a joke hello are you listening to me yeah yeah oh man so good um what are some of your favorite moments i the opening scene with when he like jumps off the stage and like knocks the person oh, over yeah. in the beer and stuff and he's like on the guitar shred like shredding but it's bad it's bad because he's yes. just not attuned to what the rest of the band is doing when mm-hmm. he gets kicked out of the band he like runs back and like smacks the or it's kicks the symbol yeah and he does this thing where he's like it's like almost like a karate pose and mm-hmm. I know that Kung Fu Panda hadn't come out at that point, but every time I see him do that, as I've watched it since Kung Fu Panda has come out, I'm just like, he, I don't know how, but he knew he was going to do Kung Fu Panda. Um, Kung Fu Panda is like one of the greatest, yeah, like one of the greatest uh, kids animated movie pitches of mm -hmm. all time. Like it's a panda and he does karate. (laughs) Yes. And it's so... Have you, I'm sh- I'm sure, no, I know you have, because I'm pretty sure we've sent it back and forth to each other, of the the pictures from the the cast of Kung Fu Panda on, like, the, any sort of event they had for that movie, because Angelina Jolie was pregnant during that movie, and so Jack Black would just stick his stomach out and, like, almost take, like, pregnancy pictures with her. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, I would yeah. love to see her and Jack Black in a live, or in a in some kind of comedy together because that would be yeah. i think it i think it would be pretty amazing if it was it kind of too. in in the vein of the holiday but i i think that i was listening to something earlier about um or not earlier today but like a couple months ago about that movie with her that came out um recently yeah the those who those who wish me dead about the forest yeah, fire or the, i was like i can't i forget what they're what called, called like fire jumpers or um mm-hmm. whatever and someone was making the case like she's too beautiful to be like under the radar like doing this in the wilderness like at this point someone some rich guy in montana would have like met her and been like yo you're really beautiful you want to get married and and how that's kind of her problem like her stardom and celebrity image has outshone herself as an actress if that makes sense but she always kind of needs someone to ground her in movies now because she's just like, you know, like, I don't know. She functions in Eternals. Do you, is anything I'm saying making sense? It makes sense. Because she's like a good actor, but she hasn't had a really good performance since like her early career. I, okay. We're going down the Jolie rabbit hole. We are going down the Jolie rabbit hole. Okay, here's my thing about that. I think that that's kind of a sexist argument. And I'm not saying that you're making that argument. Uh-huh. I think it's kind of sexist because would we ever say that about any male actor like brad pitt is a very handsome man and so is leo and we would never say that about any of them now there might be other reasons why angelina jolie has not had maybe a great acting role Mm -hmm. but she's also got like 15 kids yeah and so i don't know i think that that i don't love that argument I think it's kind of sexist. I, okay, here I'm trying not to. I'm trying to rephrase this without like m- making it sexist. The I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Because to me, I, that I, sounds... I will send you. I will send you the the thing so you can listen to it for yourself. I just okay. kind. I had. I didn't really like process it and be like, you know what? I've like really considered this conversation between Sean Fennessy and da 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 da. Like, 
about uh those who wish uh angelina Jolie's performance and those who wish me dead and like i'm kind of like just regurgitating a lot of things that they said without really considering it and i haven't seen girl interrupted which i think is what they cite as their like that's her subliminal performance like sure like actual like performance before she became so big of a celebrity i'm just i think i'm just saying like if i could restate what i said but take out the like her physical appearance Mm -hmm. that would i guess i guess that's kind of what i mean like okay i don't know okay yeah because that original argument again not that i think you're saying saying that uh it it it's like it sounds like because right now the olympics are going on Mm -hmm. when this comes out the olympics will be over but it sounds like that the argument that the freaking judges have been making for simone biles of like well you're too good and so we need to kind of like bring it down a little bit because we don't want other people doing that it's like okay well simone biles is a fantastic athlete so we should just let her be a fantastic athlete angelina jolie is just a beautiful human person like she's just i mean i imagine she's probably had some work done because all actors do and it's whatever it's okay but she's just genuinely very beautiful Yes. So I think I think that if if that's the argument that was being made, that's a not yes. a very good argument. I want to recant everything I said about like <laughs> because, <laughs> because spent- in, in what I meant specifically about those who wish me dead is like that if you go watch that trailer, it looks it looks like a pretty intense, interesting movie, but like mm-hmm. that's a really, really intense job. And mm-hmm. and they were saying you it's not out of the question, but most likely with someone who looks like Angelina Jolie or more specifically Angelina Jolie herself, you don't see Angelina Jolie herself in a job like that. Does that make sense? If you are casting the movie. Yes. That's what, that's what they were saying. That makes sense. Yes. But if she was the best candidate for the role, she should get it. Not because. And they wanted to make a, I I know I'm not, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to be sexist. I think that. No, I don't think you are. Women, the U S or whichever whichever team it was in sand volleyball should be able to wear t-shirts if they want to and that they shouldn't be forced to wear a bikini when they're playing so yeah going back to the olympics going back to the olympics anyway let's go back to school rock yeah do do you want to continue are, are you do you want to add anything else to link later and his career or are you ready to talk about the cast um like actually talk about the cast we've already been talking about them I'll just mention there. So have you seen Bernie? No. Okay. So I haven't seen a lot of his movies, but I have seen, I've seen Bernie, the before trilogy school of rock and days and confused, but there's some interesting ones. Like he made bad news bears mm-hmm. with Billy Bob Thornton, which didn't do very well. Right? No, I don't think so. But again, like theme of kids, which I think is interesting. I'd be interested to watch that at some point. Um, And then he, did you know that he directed uh, fast food nation no i like, saw that, that yesterday yeah. and i was shocked so anyway um me and orson wells um scanner darkly which is like the rotoscope movie that i couldn't i really just couldn't stand the way that that looked so i oh. <laughs> just like i was like no i can't do it um yeah no he has a he has a really interesting career yeah you know who has an interesting career jack black jack black he okay. I don't. We've already talked so much about Jack Black already, and mm-hmm. we can continue talking. What's about your him. favorite Jack Black movie? We have plenty of time. 
I think this is my favorite Jack Black movie. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think because I've seen I've seen Nacho Libre. I've seen King Kong. I've seen Jumanji. I've seen the first Jumanji. They're good, aren't they? I've heard they're good. Oh, yeah. They're. I mean, again, it's I've said this before. I don't know if I've said this to you, but I've said this recently of like, as far as the rock movies go, they're not necessarily always great, but you're going to be entertained. Yeah. And so, you know, I like Kung Fu Panda. I've only seen the first one. And then I'm trying to see what else I've seen. Have you seen? They made a Tenacious, Tenacious D movie, didn't they? Yes. Which I have not seen. I haven't seen that either. He's good in um, King Kong. Yeah, I've seen King Kong. And oh, I forgot. Tro- Tropic Thunder. I forgot. Yeah, I haven't seen Tropic Thunder. That was like one of those random ones I never actually watched. Mm. Oh, man, um, that's so funny. <laughs> But I've seen The Holiday. I need to revisit The Holiday. I do too. I do too. I think I think Nacho Libre is the one that I've seen the most. Um, I've seen King Kong a couple times because that was one that weirdly like because Peter Jackson directed it um, mm-hmm. and my family was obsessed. Lord of the Rings was one that I watched over and over growing up, which to my parents' credit was good. I could like fire it up every weekend if I wanted to. And King Kong mm-hmm. was one that because Peter Jackson directed um we also had, but I wouldn't watch it quite as often because it was like kind of freaky, <laughs> like with the yeah. dinosaurs and the worms and oh, the worm scene in that movie is really brutal. <laughs> Have it? Oh, I forgot he was in Dead Man Walking. I watched that movie for in grad school for one of my classes oh cool um but have you seen shark tell by any chance yes that was another one that we watched a lot growing up that that was that was a good movie yeah it's pretty good and i forgot he was in ice age and he's also in this movie called shallow hal have you ever seen that Uh okay so gwyneth paltrow is in it and you know everyone knows that gwyneth paltrow is very much like i'm i'm healthy i am like in this weird like holistic thing which mm-hmm. holistic health isn't a bad thing she's just weird yeah. um <laughs> in my personal opinion but in this movie it's funny because it came out it came out like 20 years ago he is a super shallow man and anytime he sees Gwyneth paltrow's character it's like what she actually looks like as this really you know beautiful thin woman and then anytime anyone else is talking about her, she's like got a fat suit on and it's like 300 pounds. And so it's funny. I don't know if that movie would ever be made today because uh, people hate fat suits and think it's degrading or whatever. But yeah. anyway. I Unless it's, it's Tom Cruise and Tropic Thunder. <laughs> right. Yeah. So anyway. Um, but yeah. So Jack Black has obviously had a really good career and he's he's really funny on, on TikTok too. Yeah. His dances are really his good. dances are really good so what would um, you so he's kind of getting to that age he's in his 50s i think he's in his 50s yeah um what would you want to see him in because he's the most recent things he's done have been like the house with a clock in its walls and goosebumps um again yeah, i think he's oriented but it, and jumanji so he's just having fun but like what would be a role you would want to see him in i yeah i was gonna say i think he's in he's in that kind of eddie murphy phase where he's he because eddie murphy went through a phase where he was making a bunch of kids movies so his kids could watch his movies and i think jack black might be doing the same thing and as far as what i would like for him to see to like for me to see him in why can't i talk today early i don't honestly really know i think that i'd like to see him in more kind of maybe heartwarming but funny movies like this Mm -hmm. what would you like to see him in um I I would love so so I've been watching the HBO Max Doom Patrol 
Um, yeah. It's a DC <sighs> property. And Doom yeah, Patrol is like- very, very good. Like, kind of does a lot of fun things with superhero action genre and really good character study. But you have Timothy Dalton in that um, and Matt Bomer. And, um, and I didn't know he was in And that. Brendan Fraser is Brendan Fraser and Matt Bomer are voice actors in it and they're in it for some okay. scenes, but when they're in their costumes, they're masked up, but their mm-hmm. voice acting is really, really good. And like, they kind of make the show. There are a couple okay. other elements that make it really fun, but it would be fun to see Jack Black in some like, kind of ca- like interesting character roles for long mm-hmm. form television like that. Because, yeah. because Doom Patrol is, designed to be like prestige tv and it doesn't always mm-hmm. work but it works a lot of the time um i would love to see him in that because like timothy dalton's like always good um yeah so i, I don't know that's kind of like a format that would be fun to see him in um and i, I love all those guys so yes okay so i'm well, like so avant, I know we don't, avant-garde superhero anyway i know we don't have a ton of time left but who out of out of the kids who were your favorite like characters and actors in this um freddie was the drummer right yes freddie was the drummer freddie freddie was fun uh shut the hell up schneebly <laughs> that was really funny yeah. yeah um yeah he's played by kevin alexander clark and this was his only acting credit and really? he left to pursue yeah he left hollywood to pursue movie music against you know words are, are hard um when you should be doing words well as a podcaster hard but a lot of these actors actually a lot of the kids this is maybe their only only film mm-hmm. credit or only acting credit so yeah. um yeah i don't i don't i know we don't have a whole t- ton of time to actually really devote to talking about where these kids are at now but most of them have moved on and are doing like actual things um uh, something that i think is really sweet which i told you before we started um, Caitlin Hale, who played Marta, and Angelina, Angelina, Angelo Mas- Masaji, who played Frankie. They're mm. they're actually dating in real life, which is really oh, cool. sweet. Um, sweet. I think they started dating a couple years ago. But he he was on The Sopranos. Did oh, you know that? No. Yeah, he played Bobby Jr., who Bobby is like the oh. only like nice one. Yeah. Or the only one who doesn't cheat on his wife, while the rest of them do. Huh. Um. Anyway, so. He graduated from the University of Miami, uh, there at Lap Bell School. And then Caitlin Hale is now a medical sonographer and an OBGYN ultrasound technician or technologist. Yeah. So a lot of them are doing like actual jobs. Not that acting is an actual job, but like jobs that people that we would know Mm -hmm. do. So except for Miranda Miranda Cosgrove, she's like still acting. Big star. Yeah. I think she's the only kid actor from this movie that's still acting yeah so olivia this has been a lot of fun thanks we went down a lot of rabbit holes we did and uh we'll continue our discussion about angelina jolie off mic (laughs) (laughs) off mic oh man yeah isaac this was good great movie yeah i feel like we did not quote quote as many lines from this movie as we did shut the hell up actually it's shanae blay Nothing is as quotable as Napoleon Dynamite, though. Like, yeah, this this movie is fairly quotable. Mint condition. That's one thing. Like, I did watch this in high school. What? How old were you when you first watched this? I think I was like fourteen or fifteen. I was probably ten. Um, my my friends and I would always say like, "Yes, I just got this. It's mint condition." When he's trying to sell his uh, (laughs) Gibson SG. Um, Yes. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Um. 
please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Please share this with anyone you know who loves Jack Black, Richard Linklater, or School of Rock. Mm-hmm. Please leave us a review on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. And um, Olivia, we will see you at some point. But we're going to go see you on the flippity flop later. Flippity flop later. Kick symbol. Um, we're going to go record our July movie news roundup. So it's a little oh, yeah. going back in time for some of you guys. Yep. Okay. Well, we will see you later. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.